Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. All these girls gonna be in the league? Hello, gorgeous. Female fight club. All men must die, but we are not men. Damn it, Kristen! What do you think happened to Karen? Lauren. Girl, her name is Kimberly. Welcome back to Citizen Dame. It is a brand new year and we are so excited to be back with you. Thank you so much for all the support that you've given us over the last 15 episodes. Can't believe it's already been almost four months. This is crazy. So we're on episode 16. It's our first episode of 2018. Happy New Year. I am joined today, as always, by Kristen Lopez. Hello, everybody. Lauren Humphreys Brooks. Hello. Kimberly Pierce is back with us. Hello. And I am Karen Peterson. So what we are going to do today is we are going to talk about our most anticipated films of 2018 because there are a lot of hopefully great movies coming out this year that we're really excited to see. So this episode, we're not getting back into the garbage people because I'm still I'm still enjoying the lull from the holidays. Personally, I hope you all are, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> have plenty about... of time to get back into garbage. Oh, humans. yeah. Yeah. We'll get into all that next week. So. But this week, we're just going to talk about fun. So hopefully you listened to our last two episodes where we went through all of our favorites and bests of of 2017. And so now let's get on with it. Kristen's going to explain how this is going to work today. Okay, so yeah, our top 10 uh, most anticipated of 2018 is going to go in a round robin style. We're going to go from 10 to 1. And of course, sometimes you might see one of us have... A movie on a list that another person has a bit higher up. When that happens, we're going to throw out the term avocado toast, which whoever says that means that they have that that movie higher on their list, and we'll just wait to talk about it when we get to whoever has it the highest on the list. So say it goes back around to somebody and they say it, and then somebody else says avocado toast because they have it even higher on their list. We still won't talk about it until it gets to the highest number on the list. It'll all make sense in the end. So hopefully you won't think that we're just blithely shouting avocado toast. We went with the snootiest, (laughs) pretentious thing we could think of. So, or at least I could think. Now I want avocado toast, man. I don't like avocado (laughs) toast. I personally don't get the phenomenon. So, yeah. I don't either. (laughs) I've actually never tried it. My mother, you know what? When when my mom come and I come down to visit you in March, um, she will she will bring avocado toast because she eats it all the time. Excellent. I already love your mother. Oh, exactly. Oh, and we should throw out. Um, we'll we'll also be giving uh release dates for all of our movies as well as. Some, yep. some small information, whatever might be out there, and reasons why we're excited. So, there you go. Exactly. So, we're going to start off with just a few honorable mentions. We're not really going to talk about these films, because they didn't make it into our 10, but we're just going to throw some out. So, Kristen, what do you have for honorable mentions? So, these are the five honorable mentions that I have. Um, and again, we're not going to discuss these, so no need to shout out Avocado Toast. But I had, I had First Man... The Damien Chazelle, uh, Ryan Gosling space movie. Really, it's just because I get to see John Bernthal as an astronaut. That's about it. Um, <laughs> the Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Uh, finally, Terry Gilliam putting that movie out, hopefully. Um, I also have Boots Riley's Sorry to Bother You that's coming to Sundance in a couple weeks. Um, Mary Poppins Returns. And Black Panther. Nice. Lauren, do you okay. have any honorable mentions? I do not. No, I only have, I only have my top ten. All right, Kimberly. 
Uh, I have to echo first the first man. That's when I've I pretty much will watch anything Damien Chazelle does at this point. Uh, Black Panther I have to echo as well, and then a little horror movie I just kind of discovered, The Little Stranger. Um, <gasps> I've yes. echoed yeah. my Donald Gleason love, so anything starring him, I will be making time to go see this year, including Peter Rabbit. We had that Twitter discussion. That hurts my soul. Uh, Yeah. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions too. First Man is one of mine. Annihilation is one of mine. Avengers Infinity War, believe it or not, did not make my 10 most anticipated, but it's close. God Particle, which comes out in a couple of weeks. I will never not be excited for a Cloverfield film. I love them. And also New Mutants, which... I'm very curious about an X-Men movie is a horror film, so that should be interesting. So we're going to go right into our top 10, and we're just going to keep doing that order, Kristen, Lauren, Kimberly, and then me. So Kristen, what's your number 10? So I find it hilarious that we were talking before the podcast about Adam Driver, because my number 10 is a movie that actually has Adam Driver in it. Um, (laughs) It's Black Klansman. Ah, yeah. Yeah, this is the Spike Lee film that Jordan Peele has been associated with in some way, but I can't find out what it is. I think maybe he's producing. But it tells the story of, uh, the true story of an African-American police officer from Colorado who infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan. So it sounds like it's going to be like a serious take on something that Get Out started looking at race in, in America. Um, it's got Adam Driver, it's got uh, Topher Grace, Corey Hawkins, Paul Walter Hauser, who played Sean Eckhart and I, Tanya, is going to be in this. So I love him. I am very excited to see, I know Spike Lee is very divisive as a filmmaker, but I tend to find the stuff that he does discuss to be very interesting, and this seems very, very timely, depending on how much of a garbage year 2018 is compared to 2017. No release date yet, so we don't know what's coming out, but should be good. Cool. Uh, Lauren. All right, well, my number 10 is is actually, because everything is a sequel now, is actually Creed 2. Ah, yeah. Uh, which is going to be coming out on the 21st of November next year. It's directed, I think Ryan Coogler has handed off directing duties to uh, Stephen Cappell Jr., who I don't, I don't know anything else that he has done. But, you know, Michael B. Jordan's coming back, Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, and the, the plot synopsis is just that Creed... Uh, tries to seek revenge when he goes toe-to-toe with the man who killed his father. And I just really loved the first Creed, and I'm really excited to see what else they do with these characters and with kind of reinvigorating the Rocky franchise from a totally different angle. Uh, so I'm just I'm just very excited about it. It was one of my favorite movies. The, the first one was one of my favorite movies when it came out, whatever that was, last year. And I'm just interested to see what they're going to do next. I will go see anything with Michael B. Jordan, and I loved Creed. (laughs) I loved Creed when it came out, so I'm already, I'm already on board. It's a great film. It is. It's actually a such a good boxing movie, and I'm not a big fan of boxing movies. It's a good boxing movie. It's a good. um, I love that it's a good story about relationships, uh, especially between Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson's character. And it's also one of the few. I mean, it's a very small part of the movie, but. Again, another positive female disabled character, because Tessa Thompson's character is deaf. True. There you go. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Wow. It's so funny, because I do not like boxing, and I don't understand the appeal, but I love boxing movies. I don't understand myself sometimes, but... 
you know, whatever. Um, I, I will think, definitely be seeing this. I think boxing movies bring you closer to the action than yeah. actual boxing does. So you know, I mean, maybe if you're a big boxing fan, you would get into it, but you know more about the the experiences of the people and everything like that. So by the time you actually get to the fight sequence, usually you've become so invested in whether or not these characters win or lose or how they win or lose that, you know, there's a lot more drama to, than just, you know, watching grown men punch each other in the face. Very true. Yeah, that's that's excellently said. So awesome. Thank you. Kimberly, number 10. I My number 10 is actually a really small one that I just actually discovered today and had to throw in there. Speaking of sequels, Johnny English 3. I had, I had completely missed that they were doing another one. And I have just a shameless liking for that whole franchise. <laughs> that is one wow. I never yeah, thought right. we would ever see on the list, ever. No. Yeah. no. I, I, I will not apologize. You be no. you. <laughs> I love it. Rowan Atkinson again, right? He's coming yes. back. Yes. Yeah. Repr- reprising I, his role. I would to- I'm totally there with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- tentative release date October 12th looking at cast list we have Rowan Atkinson returning we have Olga Krylienko pardon if my butchering of that pronunciation David Carr directing who looking at his IMDB looks to be primarily British television and then David Robert Wade who has been tied for the script of all of the previous films and then a number of the recent Bond films as well. Very so cool. very Sweet. little written about it, but I will be there. All right. Awesome. My number 10 is A Quiet Place. Oh, I just saw the preview for that. It's I am a sucker for horror films, especially when they're more in the like horror slash thriller vein. I don't necessarily love slasher films, but I love a good, intense, like spooky movie and so the plot synopsis of this is a family lives in an isolated existence in utter silence for fear of an unknown threat that follows and attacks at any sound it is directed by john krasinski who also stars alongside emily blunt noah jupe who we saw in um suburbicon let's hope this is better some of us saw it (laughs) yeah well he's like a little kid so you know he wasn't he wasn't bad i'll give him that no he was the one of the best, best parts. parts. Of that movie, One of the best parts. <laughs> <laughs> and also Millicent Simmons, who made her big screen debut in Wonderstruck as a young um, deaf actress. So it looks interesting. You know, like I said, I love a good horror thriller film, and it I, I'm excited for it. It will be out April sixth. Kristen, what is your number nine? My number nine is one that technically has a 2017 release date, but I have not heard anything about it. It's supposedly in post, so I'm taking that as it won't be out in the next 24 hours. So uh, it's actually JT Leroy. If anybody remembers um, when the documentary... The documentary came out last year. Um, It was about a a woman who um, spent six years pretending to be this author uh, named JT Leroy, and had discussed how she had this horrible life and wrote this book was becoming this this person uh, associated with like all these celebrities and then it turns out that that person didn't ever really exist it was actually the made-up persona of another woman and um her sister-in-law that she had hired to take on the role of of the person known as jt Leroy. 
the documentary is really good and of course Hollywood has to make um, a, a biopic version of it and this is directed by Justin Kelly which gives me pause because Justin Kelly wrote and directed a film that was one of my worst movies of the year last year King Cobra which was utterly <laughs> atrocious <laughs> one of the like dude if you want to make a porn make a porn don't make like this movie that's about porn and like you want to make a, a fictional movie about the porn industry no you just want to make a porn okay i get it um you do you mad that doesn't mean you gotta bait and switch me with like i'm trying to make serious art um no but um i'm hoping that this is good um it's got a great cast i mean it's got laura dern kristen stewart's gonna actually play the person who played jt Leroy, uh diane kruger jim sturgis courtney love i go see anything if courtney love wants to make movies i support because i i love her so i think it'll be I doubt it's going to be an awards contender, but it'll probably be a, a great kind of look at how we fold Hollywood type of thing. You know, I'm a fan of like infiltrating the the glitterati of Hollywood type of stories. So I think this will be fun as long as it doesn't become a porn. I don't know. I don't trust the guy who directed it. I mean, it could become porn. I don't know. So no <laughs> release date yet. Again, it's listed as 2017 on IMDb, but it has not come out. So it'll probably be it'll probably be an interesting if somewhat forgettable film the documentary is great the documentary is great i recommend it a lot yeah i haven't seen it so uh all right so my number nine is the incredibles 2 which is coming out on june 15th 2018 it's a sequel to the incredibles the first incredibles uh, starring Holly Hunter, Craig T. Nelson, Sarah Val, and Samuel L. Jackson, who are all coming reprising their roles. Um, and it's just basically a a sequel to our favorite, you know, mysterious superhero family. And I, everyone's been waiting for this for ages. There's been so much talk about when are we going to get Incredibles two? When are we going to get Incredibles two? And finally, it's coming out. And I, again, it's one of those that it's Pixar. I love Incredibles. <laughs> And I'm amazed that I actually have so many sequels on my most anticipated list because I did not expect that from me. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, especially because they've got all the original actors back and it looks like, you know, it's just going to be, if it's, as long as it's a continuation of the same, Brad Bird is directing it. So hopefully as long as they continue on in that vein, it'll just be loads of fun. Yeah, this almost made my list. Um, I'm definitely excited. I, I find it heinous that it's taken this long to get it out definitely yeah. you know considering how many sequels of other lesser pixar movies we've had by this point but i'm excited i'm excited to be back with the pars and see how jack jack uh, is handling uh his newfound powers i mean that trailer was adorable so i'm yes. i'm excited yes i i'm willing to go just for that just to like see this little baby wreak havoc that's it this is the part where I quietly sit in the corner and say, I didn't like The Incredibles. Because Karen is, <laughs> what does is not like wrong Joy. With you? <laughs> yes, you, I, no, I was, we've established long ago that you are, just don't like happiness. That that's, that's what this I is. I love happiness, which is <laughs> you why don't, I don't like obviously. <laughs> If Tom Cruise was voicing someone in The Incredibles, would you be excited? Um, I would still watch it. <laughs> I will take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, now I'm thinking about Tom Cruise. Oh um, <laughs> Kimberly, what's your the threesome nine? question is next week, Karen. <laughs> yes, we, yes. <laughs> we 
we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, Kimberly, number nine. Uh, my number nine is, uh, this has been on my most anticipated list for a while. Not sure what I'm going to think about it at all. A futile and stupid gesture. Um, it is a, speaking of biopics again, I seem to be following up on discussions of that. Looking at National Lampoon in the 19, 1970s and 1980s, uh, founding of all of that and just the development of the brand and the magazine. And it's got a really... Uh, impressive looking cast once again to echo my last statement Donald Gleason again um which is probably the reason why I've been watching the movie um Emmy Rossum Seth Green Tom Lennon Will Forte Joel McHale Martin Mull Matt Lucas so just kind of a huge go-to cast I'm not too familiar with the creative team uh directed by David Wayne looking at his um lots of comedy background there hey wet hot American summer Yes, yes. And that is that, and that is one I know I'm not familiar with, but I know I've heard of it. It's good. I, I mean, it's hit it and miss. It's it's a very acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at the January twenty, what is it? January twenty sixth release date. That also screams acquired taste to me. That does make it nervous. <laughs> make me nervous, but I will be there. All right. Cool. Um, my number nine is American Animals. It stars Evan Peters, Barry Keegan from uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Blake Jenner, who was in Edge of Seventeen, and Anne Dowd. And it's one of like four films she's going to be in at Sundance this year. It she's the Michael have... Stuhlbarg of 2018 from the Seriously, and I ain't <laughs> mad about it because I love her. <laughs> so it is about four young men who are attempting like a an art heist and it's supposed to be like this crazy art heist it's based on a true story there's no u.s distribution yet but it's gonna premiere at sundance so hopefully that will happen soon and it will get the a release date this year i'm basically putting it on my list because i'm really looking forward to it i'm going to be seeing it at sundance and i'm trying to like speak this into existence that it happens this year so Kristen, number eight so my number eight was actually on Karen's honorable mention. It's God Particle, or as it's now known on IMDb, Untitled Cloverfield Movie. Well, that's what it's been called the entire time. Exactly. It's so just, now people say it's called God Particle. Who knows? We'll see. Um, this is coming out February second, so in five weeks. Um, we don't know anything, which I'm totally fine with, because um, Ten Cloverfield Lane was in my top ten the year it came out, and I'm excited for this one. Um, it does have a plot line that reminds me a bit about a bit um, similar to Life, which again I know I liked, but I think Karen was the one who didn't like it. I did not at yeah. all. Yeah, but, um, but I don't think this is going to be that similar. I, I hope not. Um, it just sounds like it on the surface, but it involves a scientific experiment aboard a space station that involves a particle accelerator and things go bad because nothing good ever happens in space ever. Well, my understanding of it is actually slightly different. My understanding is that there's astronauts on a space shuttle and there's an, a Hadron Collider problem on Earth that makes the planet disappear and they're stuck in space with no planet to go home to. Oh, see, yeah. uh, IMDb has a different plot line then. Huh. I don't know. Either way, this sounds awesome. I am a big fan of what J.J. Abrams has created with these kind of throwback Twilight Zone type of plots, which... That plot that Karen just said sounds just like a Twilight Zone episode waiting to happen. Doesn't I am it? so for it. 
I am so for it. And the cast is just aces. I mean, you have Elizabeth Debicki, who, this is not the first time you'll see her on my list. Um, Daniel Brühl, my lady, Gugu Mubatha-Ra. I don't know why she is not the Meryl Streep of, of women right now, because she is just amazing. Uh, David Oyelowo. Like, I want to hang out with this cast in space or on Earth. I don't care. And it's directed by a Nigerian director um, who has done a couple of films, none of which I've heard of, but... I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm excited for this. So, uh, I'm interested to see how this ties into Cloverfield. I'm sure people will hate that it ties into Cloverfield, but I'm gonna love it. I will eat this up. So, five weeks. We gotta wait. It's gonna go by in a blink, and I can't wait. Lauren, <laughs> number eight. Uh, yet again, I keep on going into sequels, and I'm kind of embarrassed by that, because I hated sequels <laughs> so much this year. I am gonna be totally shameless and say the Mamma Mia sequel. <laughs> no! Um, here we go again. Okay. If, again, with the not enjoying happiness, uh, and I don't know why you guys are so against happiness, but Mamma Mia is <laughs> I want just nothing but aggressive happiness. So I am looking know. forward to it too. It's just not on my list. <laughs> uh, uh, here, I don't want to go again. That's what it, I want to call it. It makes me nervous. <sighs> It, it makes it does make me nervous because and I didn't realize this um, until actually I think Karen pointed it out is that they've switched out directors and taken it away from the original female director and given it to a dude, which right. I, I am not a fan of. At the same time, I love the first movie so much and it's going to be terrible. And I know that and I cannot wait. And shares in it. So come on. Everybody, everybody's coming back plus more the, people. Come on. The Lily, the Lily James casting is young Meryl Streep. I find it's, I like her a lot, but I don't know if I see that. I'm intrigued to see how that comes together. Oh, I love Lily James, so <laughs> be I'll be there. I'm looking forward I, to it. As, okay, I will be there if they promise me that Pierce Brosnan is not going to sing a note. Yes, oh, he's going to sing. Yes. You know no, no sing. singing, no singing you know from he's him. Gonna oh, sing. He's, he's going to sing little... more than a note. He's going to sing his little heart out, and it's going to be terrible. And I'll just be there and be like, Pierce Brosnan, I love you. You're wonderful. I'll just be there waiting for Colin Firth to come back on screen. Absolutely. I and just, Andy you know, Garcia, by the way, plays Fernando, so, you know. I oh dear sweet Jesus I am waiting for like a shitty cover band that's that's formed by Pierce Brosnan Russell Crowe and Dominic Cooper okay just singing song no 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 Chris breathe, Kristen, breathe. <laughs> just like she's done. Yeah, I just. She's I feel done. like I'm gonna be standing in front of the poster, and I'm just gonna like Charlie Brown walk my way home. <laughs> so, so that comes out July twentieth, twenty eighteen. Get ready for it. You know, everyone's gonna love it. We know this already. So, yep. I All hurt. Right. I hurt. <laughs> Kimberly. Well, continuing with remake and sequel-itis on my part. My next one kind of embarrasses me as well a bit, but it intrigues me as well. Uh, the This is what, the fifth remake of A Star is Born? <laughs> oh, God, no! Yeah. Uh, Bradley we Cooper's have uh, Bradley Cooper in the lead, uh, Sam Elliott, Lady Gaga in the, uh, the lead lead role. The Judy Garland should have won an Oscar <laughs> <role>. <laughs> We have Bradley Cooper stepping into direct and then looking at oh. a rather horrifying nine writers 
credited on IMDb, so we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> oh, no. I, I have heard stories about this movie that are not good. Oh, um, part of the reason why it's most anticipated. I just want to see how this looks. I... I will I will admit I like Lady Gaga when she acts. I Yeah. She she is one just for some reason I've always liked and always enjoyed and I won't apologize for that and and Bradley Cooper as well. But it's just so much about this. It's like I really want to see how this comes together. Mm. I mean, A Star is Born, the 54 version of A Star is Born, is one of the best movies ever made. Right. Judy Garland should have won an Academy Award. I'm sorry to the Grace Kelly lovers. No, okay, she should have won. And I have seen the Babs version from the 70s, which I'm sorry, I don't care. The song sucks and the movie sucks. Um, And I've not seen the Janet Gaynor version, but I am just... Why? Why, the, B-Coop? The Why can't you be like this? Of anything. <laughs> Why can't you be like this? And, like, I'm sorry, but do we not remember, you know, at the end of the day, A Star is Born is really just about, like, a dude. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not happy. Why? Why are you guys making me unhappy? <laughs> and October 5th, 2018. <sighs> uh, of course it would come out near my brother's birthday. Because <laughs> that just reminds me of another thing that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying. <laughs> well, my number eight is The Irishman. Yeah. It almost made by 10, oh, see- but it's not. I was going to put that, but then I saw a 2019 date. Is that 2018? Well, it's currently set for 2018, but it does not have an actual release date announced yet. Okay. So I'm hoping it still comes out this year. They're planning on it for this year, but I mean, it's Martin Scorsese doing another Mafia movie. So yeah, sign me up. I'm there. It's, you know, it's Robert De Niro as Frank Sheeran. Who, is, who claims to have been the one that killed Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa is played by Al Pacino. It's also got Harvey Keitel. Joe Pesci is coming back from wherever he's been, which, I mean, it's fine that he's been away, but, you know, whatever, he's coming back. Bobby Cannavale, Anna Paquin, Jesse Plemons, Jack Houston, like just all kinds of great people. I'm excited. You had me in Jack Houston. <laughs> I thought I might have. <laughs> I suspected. Um, but yeah, like Martin Scorsese's mafia movies are, are great. I love them. They're fantastic. It's I'm excited at the prospect of seeing Al Pacino and Robert De Niro on screen together again. So, yep, I'm there whenever then is wherever, you know. So hopefully it will come out this year. Please, please, please do it this year. I feel like it should. I think it will. I, I have a feeling this is going to be another, like, with Wolf of Wall Street, where he sneaks in right at the end of the year and manages to get it done. So I'm guessing it'll be a December release. If anybody could turn out a mafia movie quick, it could be Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he could do those with his eyes closed, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And do them well. And do them very well. It Departed is still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. That's one of the things that worries me about it, though, is that because it's all sort of... It's like all of Scorsese's friends are coming back. And, and there's... I'm I'm excited for it, too. I'm not going to say that I'm not, because I love Scorsese, like pretty much everything that he does. But um, I'm just worried that it's going to be Martin Scorsese's greatest hits, that, that that's what it's going to wind up feeling like. I just hope that he actually really makes good use of those actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's, I, I'm, you know, I'm fully prepared for this not to work, but for right now, I'm super excited to see it. Yeah. So 
Um, okay, number seven, Kristen. Okay, so I'm gonna feel, I feel really bad about this because I just kicked off an Oscar Isaac movie to make this my number seven. <laughs> um, which <laughs> makes me feel very bad, but I had to go Why with didn't you all bump the, the Oscar odds. Isaac movie to number eight? Because I just remembered that this Oscar Isaac movie was coming out in 20, 2018. I thought oh, it was 2019. Oh, I see. Turns out it's 2018. So my apologies to the Dan Fogelman movie that he's gonna be in next year. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> had to go with. Some, something that seemed more like a safer bet, you know, somebody who'd made more movies than I didn't hate. So, and everybody's gonna roll their eyes when they say it, because I threw this over. I had to put Old Man and the Gun on here. Yeah, it's got a garbage person in it, and it hurts me, okay? But let's look at all the things that it's got in it, okay? It's directed by David Lowry, who has not made a movie that I have hated. I did not like A Ghost Story, but I did not hate it. I've loved everything else that he's directed, though, including Pete's Dragon, which I love. And I got to talk to David Lowry about this movie last year, and he said that it was going to make me happy. So I'm hoping he didn't lie to my face. But it tells <laughs> the story of uh, a bank robber played by Robert Redford in his last movie, according to him, who escapes from prison over a dozen times in his life before he moves into a retirement community, but feels the pull of doing one last score. And I, I, it's Robert Redford in his last movie. Like, I gotta go. It's also got Elizabeth Moss, Sissy Spacek, like, all these good people. Keith Carradine, who's my TCM BFF. Every year we talk. <laughs> and David Lowry said, when I asked him about working with Robert Redford, he said that, you know, because I told him, you know, 16-year-old me, like, Robert Redford's the living end. And he said that your crush will just be massive on him after, after this movie. So... I am going to choose to ignore that there is an asshole human in this movie. Um, I'm going to think like it's like Black Mirror, you know how like when they mute people and it's just like a black void. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to pretend that that person is not in this movie. And I apologize to Oscar Isaac for throwing him over, but it's Robert Redford. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't win that challenge, guy. So it comes out. Is there even a release date? I heard there was a release date. Um, there is none. So I, I know it's coming to one of the festivals in the coming months. So either way, I'm excited. I feel bad that it has a horrible human being in it, but I'm excited for it. So that's my seven. All right. Lauren. Uh, my seven is another sequel. Uh, Mary Poppins <laughs> Returns. Honorable mention on mine, but not in yes, my five. Uh, honorable mention. But again, this this one is more about the cast. The cast just looks... Great. It's got um, Emily Blunt, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Ben Wishaw, Emily Mortimer, um, Julie Walters, Meryl Streep, Colin Firth, Dick Van Dyke, uh, uh, Angela Lansbury, David Warner. So the, the list just keeps on going on. The plot is that it's set, I think, 25 years after the original film uh, in 1930s London, where Jane and Michael are now grown up and Michael suffers a personal loss and Mary Poppins comes back. To the Banks family, along with Lamplighter Jack, who's played by Lin Manuel Miranda. LMM. Yeah, <laughs> and so it just again, I'm always skeptical about these kinds of sequels, especially because this. I mean, this one is. It's been 54 years since the first film. Mm -hmm. uh, so whether or not this is going to ultimately work, I don't know. It's directed by Rob Marshall. Again, there's a big question mark next to that about whether or not it's going to work but the cast is great 
I would really love to see Lin-Manuel Miranda on the big screen. That's something I'm very excited about. Like, yes. as himself versus, you know, as voicing another character or anything like that. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out on Christmas Day of 2018. So it's really setting itself up here, and I hope that Disney is going to come through. Yeah. W- would you say that Lin-Manuel Miranda is not throwing away his shot? <laughs> I, I, certainly, oh. I certainly hope not. <laughs> I have to say, had I hadn't to, heard had to. Shaw was going to be in that, and that just yeah. wins me over right yeah. there. I love him. Yeah, he's he's actually playing the adult Michael. Oh. I was just recently reading an interview with Julie Andrews where they were talking about, like, hey, are you going to have a cameo in Mary Poppins Returns? And she said no. And she said that the reason they asked her to do it and she said the reason she turned it down is because she's a big fan of Emily Blunt and doesn't want to take anything away from her by being, she doesn't want to be a distraction. Aww. I was like, that's really cool, you know? I love Julian. I love Julie Andrews. <sighs> that's she's great. the best. Yeah. That's great. There, that's nice that she's passing the character on to someone else, that she doesn't yeah. feel she needs to be there, you know, in, in anything but spirit. Yeah. Well, and I think she understands how beloved her version of that character was. And she knows that this isn't taking anything away from that. So I love her. Um, Kimberly, what's your number seven? Okay. My number seven is me once again, finding a weird and interesting one. Uh, the front runner. Oh, it this is... almost made my list. Yeah. I'm so happy someone else put this on there. <laughs> um, movie based on Gary Hart's presidential campaign in 1988, starring another one of my boys, Hugh Jackman, which that casting I find absolutely fascinating and I can't wait to see how that comes together. Um, Looking at the cast list we also have the always amazing J.K. Simmons the always awesome Vera Farmiga and then Ari Grainer who I had to look up but was in the Disaster Artist Mm -hmm. Um, Directing we have Jason Reitman and that currently I'm not seeing a release date so sometime during 2018 Yeah it's it's assumed that we're gonna get Jason Reitman dumping his other movie Tully which has been in like post for years right and then he's gonna he's just gonna start fresh with this mm. which I'm all I'm okay with I I am a big Jason Reitman fan up until like the last like four movies he's made which are just utter garbage um he owes me 750 for Labor Day and I will collect that one day um but I am I am so excited for this movie because yes. I am a I'm a big fan of like weird offbeat political scandals that nobody really remembers anymore and the whole Gary Hart thing is just it's always been fascinating to me especially in in lieu of like other bigger you know the the eventual like Clinton scandal and even now you know god we simpler days remember when you could just like get taken like get caught taking a picture with some chick who wasn't your wife sitting on your lap and that ruined your chances at a presidency <laughs> well I think uh, that we were... if he hadn't dared the press to follow him things might have played well, out a little tr- different I wasn't saying he was a smart man okay they're still stupid <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so my number seven. I'm I'm conflicted because I, part of me just like on a a certain level feels like these films should not be in my most anticipated. But then on another, it's a great story and the movie's got a female director, so I don't care. I'm looking forward to the live action version of Mulan. Ooh. 
Ooh. Is that in 2018? Yeah, it'll be I, out November see, I 2nd. I thought that was 2019. Nope. It'll, it'll be out before Aladdin? November 2nd, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie needs to pick up the pace. Yep. Uh, well, I think they planned it out that way. So, so yeah, Mulan is this year, next year is Aladdin, and the year after that, I think, is Dumbo. So, yeah. So, Nikki Caro is directing. She also, she's done a couple of other Disney film, just a, a bunch of other things in general. She directed McFarland USA, which I actually really liked that. She did Whale Rider, North Country. I mean, she's directed some actresses to Academy Award nominations, so it's pretty awesome. I, I really like her. And the actress who will be playing Mulan is Yifei Lu, who is a Chinese actress. She's apparently pretty well known in China. I haven't seen any of the films that she's been in, but I, it's one of those things, like, I'm, I feel like I shouldn't be excited about these live action remakes, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what, they're coming, whether we like it or not, whether we ask for them or not, so let's just embrace what we've got, which is a big budget film directed by a woman for Disney, so. Yes. I'll be there November 2nd. Yeah, Mulan's one of those films that I think lends itself to live action, too. Yes, yeah. More so than, like. The Jungle Book or Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. Lion King. <laughs> right. <Or> Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> the quote-unquote live-action Lion King. It's not, it's not live action. It's not, not at all. I don't know what that is. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Um. All right. So yeah. So I'm excited. So, uh, uh Kristen, number six. So my number six is actually a remake. I know, it's weird. I think this is my first remake on my list. I think it is the last remake on my list, I think. It's Suspiria. <laughs> Ooh. I don't care. <laughs> Directed by uh, my new best friend, Luca Guadino. This is a remake of the um, Dario Argento film about a ballerina who comes to this uh, German dance academy and stumbles onto a bunch of like horrific things. I've seen the original Suspiria twice. And I am not big on it. I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's very engaging. But I do not have, like, the ride-or-die love for it that most people do. So I'm eager to see what, what Luca Guadagnino does with this. Especially since I just watched a, big, a bigger splash the other day. Um, again, a movie that I didn't love, but I really like how he plays with um, remakes and genre. Um, it's got a good cast. It's got uh, Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, who were in that film, um, as well as Mia Goth and Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, Jessica Harper, who was in the original, is going to be in here. So, and, and when we, when I got to talk to Luca Guadagnino at AFI about this, he was just so excited. Like, the passion that he has for this movie and the enjoyment that he hopes other people have is really infectious. You know, sometimes when you talk to people about, about movies, you know, they're like, oh, I'm excited. But, like, he is genuinely so happy to have been making this movie and, and to have it out there that I feel like I need to know, like, where that all came from. It's supposed to be in theaters um, at some point in 2018. I I hope the, the runtime is not correct because it says it's two hours and 50 minutes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's not three hours. That would be um, crazy, but... Yeah, either way, I'm excited for this. If anything, it'll probably look just as good. It's, I'm not going to say as the Argento film, but it's definitely going to... I mean, if you look at all of Guadagnino's films, they all are shot beautifully. 
So this will at least have that. Um, unfortunately, I won't get Army Hammer Dancing Ballet. Should be really cool, <laughs> but I'll take what I can get. So uh, I'm right. so skeptical about that film. <laughs> Aren't we all? Says the woman who had Mama Mia 2 on her list. <laughs> it's, because, <laughs> it's because I actually love the original. And, That's true, yeah. And I, I just... I'm like, but you're going to mess with Argento, and Argento is very specific. And yeah. you, it's either you're into Argento or you're not, I feel. And, and I'm just, I'm very much like, why are you messing with Argento? Leave him alone. That's my attitude, so there. I'll take it. <laughs> well, why don't you and your attitude tell us what your number six selection are? I'm sorry, I have is... such an attitude all the time. That's just I me. love why it. That's why we love you, Lauren. we love you. Just subtweet people all the time. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so what am what are we up to? Six. My number six, six is is Black Panther. Ah, avocado toast. I had a feeling that <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> okay, yep. so we'll go on to Kimberly and we'll come back around. All right. Uh, kind of following on that, my number six was the Deadpool two slash Untitled Deadpool sequel. <laughs> so that just everything for me that just so worked with the first one and looking at I was just looking at the uh, IMDB synopsis for this one and after surviving a near fatal kneeboarding accident a disfigured <laughs> guidance counselor Wade Wilson struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Poughkeepsie's most celebrated French bulldog breeder that <laughs> just sums up why that movie franchise is just awesome Ryan Reynolds is finally hit his stride um we have marina bakarin coming back josh brolin um joining up there is one garbage person in there who i won't mention um but now direct- that they have put it out into the twitter universe i really really hope they replace him with christopher Plummer. it would be the most be- perfect solution <laughs> that would be that would be perfect no i didn't even think of that until you mentioned it that would be awesome <laughs> I mean, I'm going to see this begrudgingly because I support my boy, Josh Brolin, so <laughs> I, I have not to go see this enough. I enjoy the first one, but I love the marketing on this. The so. marketing yeah. is just perfect. That Bob the Ross Bob Ross trailer, thing. I thought, was <laughs> just ingenious. Yes. And I liked it, uh, the Twitter, the tweet that Ryan Reynolds put out after the Disney merger with Deadpool being led away from the Magic Kingdom in handcuffs. Apparently you can't blow the Matterhorn. <laughs> they just, they've, they've got the tone to that series down perfectly. Um, the director changeover makes me a bit nervous. It's David, I might butcher this, Leech, baby director. Last thing he's worked on was Atomic Blonde, which Ooh. I was not a fan of. And other than that, he only has two really other directing credits to his name so we'll see how that one goes since especially since this is such a complicated series but i'll be there um we are it is looking at i believe it was a june release date 2018 all right my number six is my first sequel on my list and it happens to be the sixth film in the franchise that is a coincidence but of course there's no way that I would have a list of anticipated films that does not include oh my boyfriend. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Of I knew course it. it is. On June, sorry, July 27th, I will be there to see my boyfriend in Mission Impossible 6. <laughs> that and Henry right. Cavill's mustache. Yes, it will actually be there. He won't have a digital, like, weird face. 
He'll just have his normal weird face. But no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. He's hot, but whatever. So yeah. So I mean, Tom Cruise is in this. Rebecca Ferguson is coming back. I loved her in Rogue Nation. And so I'm excited to see that character return. Simon Pegg, of course, Henry Cavill, Alec Baldwin and Ving Rames are all coming back. Angela Bassett's going to be in this. And I was super excited because Michelle Monaghan is actually on the cast list. She's not just going to show up as a random cameo. So I'm really excited about how they bring Ethan Hunt's wife back into the mix. So yay. And it is directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who directed Rogue Nation. So we'll we'll see. I'm excited. Even if it's not great, I'm still going to love it because that's just how it is. So there we go. Um, Number five, Kristen. So my number five is actually uh, Steve McQueen's Widows. Ooh. Mm. Ah. I heard about this after I saw Wind River and I said, I need this movie in my life right now. (laughs) And that's not, yeah, that's not all of it, but that's part of it. So it's um, set in Chicago uh, with four women who have nothing in common except a debt left behind by their dead husband's criminal activities who decide to join together. And I am all for Lady Assassins, which I'm assuming this movie is. I don't know if it is, but it's what I'm thinking it is. Um, It's got Elizabeth Debicki again, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Carrie Coon, Viola Davis, Jackie Weaver. Those are just the women. Uh, Liam Neeson. Daniel Kalula, possibly future Oscar winner Daniel Kalula, and the one-two ovary punch of Colin Farrell and John Bernthal. So I anticipate being dead after this movie is over. Um, I Um, didn't know anything about this until just now, and I need to see it immediately. I know, right? (laughs) Like, holy shit! Steve McQueen knows me because the man made shame. And I saw that, like, way more times than is probably healthy for a human being. Um, And so I feel like he gets me. I feel like he must know things about me. Um, He was just like, you know what would really fuck Kristen's world up? We give her Colin Farrell and John Bernthal. I'm just, I don't know what to do with myself. So this comes out uh, November 16th. And if there's one thing I'll be thankful for this Thanksgiving, (laughs) it'll be this movie. So I am excited. All right. Cool. Uh, Lauren, number five. All right, so my my number five is Isle of Dogs. Ah, that almost made my list. <laughs> the the new Wes Anderson film, which is, I guess, supposed to open the Berlinoff Film Festival and then has a, a wide release date of March 23rd, 2018. It's set in a dystopian future in Japan where dogs have been all removed to a uh, island of dogs due to a canine flu. And it's about these dogs who decide that um, they're getting tired of being isolated on this island when this boy comes to the island to look for his dog spots. And so it's, I, I am slightly skeptical of it because yet again, we have a film that is supposed to be set in Japan and is entire, almost entirely a, uh, at least the main cast is white. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we've got Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Bob Balaban, F. Murray Abraham, Greta Gerwig, Francis McDermott. You know, the list keeps on going on. And as you go further down the list, you begin to actually get into Japanese names. But it's quite obvious that a lot of, at least a lot of the dogs um, are being voiced by by white actors. So that's a little troubling. At the same time, it's Wes Anderson. He's always going to use a, kind of a stable of actors. So it's not surprising at the same time, it looks really good, and it looks very exciting. It's a it's another stop-motion film, which he has done such great work with. 
since Fantastic Mr. Fox, and uh, I'm I'm very excited to see what he does with it. I mean, I I love Anderson's aesthetic, and I I've enjoyed almost every film that he has made, with the exception of Bottle Rocket. So I I'm interested to see what he does with this one, and uh, and hopefully it will not be cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I agree. Kimberly. Uh, my my number. What are we on? Five, five. on the basis of sex. Uh, pineapple kiosk. I'm sorry. Avocado toast. I said the other one. <laughs> I, knew that was coming. I said the wrong one. Wrong podcast that does this. So Jay will be. Like, Jay what? will be very happy that yeah that that popped up. Okay, that's, yeah, that's what happens when I'm not totally paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on then to Kristen's number four. My number oh, four. Oh wait, I didn't is say Mary... my number five. Duh. Oh yeah, go go on, go on. <laughs> my number five is Can You Ever Forgive Me? It is directed by Mariel Heller, who did The Diary of a Teenage Girl, and everyone was like, "Awesome, she's gonna do a million movies now," and she's supposed to direct a couple she's got a few in the works but this is her first film since diary of a teenage girl three years ago i'm super excited melissa mccarthy is in it in a dramatic role and she co-stars with richard e grant and basically so mccarthy plays lee israel who was a celebrity biographer and as she like kind of ran out of contacts and sources she just started making shit up and so the film is based on her her memoir so i'm pretty excited about it i'm i'm looking forward to seeing melissa mccarthy in a dramatic role i know she's got it in her and i'm really excited to see more from mariel heller so that's my number five and it will be out october 19th that sounds very intriguing yeah so Kristen, number four my number four is going a bit historical here. It's Mary Queen of Scots. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is also a November release. So November is just going to be like flushed with things that Kristen loves. Um, this comes out November 2nd. <laughs> Based on the publicity photo, I would say Margot Robbie's going to win herself an Academy uh, Award. <laughs> well, I am, I am a mixed <laughs> excitement for this movie. Um, it tells the story of Mary Stewart, played by Saoirse Ronan, and her animosity with her cousin queen elizabeth the first played by margot robbie if you know history you should already know what happens just saying it's not that hard um but i am i am of two minds i am a big tutor file so i am excited that these movies come out and that people learn more about you know the the tutor legacy but at the same time they usually get stuff wrong so you know the the whole marco robbie playing queen elizabeth i'm i've seen those photos she looks way too hot to be queen elizabeth okay and i say that <laughs> having seen the kate blanchett ones which i would also say she's too hot betty davis was probably the best interpretation that we got looks wise but I, did you see that that's hair? true that's true i mean i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited for for Saoirse Ronan, who can do no wrong, especially opposite Margot Robbie, it's written, uh, it's directed by a woman, Josie Rourke. So I, I'm very interested in, in how this plays out, but I feel like it could be a very reductive look at this whole thing. You know, like these two chicks were totally fighting over things, and when really there was a lot of real power play that went on between the two of them, and at the end of it, they were just kind of forced. To, to be enemies because of politics and, you know, one woman to rule them all type of thing. But either way, I'm excited to be a nerd and to geek out. All right. 
Uh, Lauren, number four. Uh, all right, my number four is A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, uh, avocado, avocado toast. toast. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to get this right until the end. <laughs> all right, well, I, I had a feeling that that was going to be rated higher on someone else's list, so yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, Kimberly. <laughs> uh, probably another, I bet this one is also going to f- meet the same fate, Ocean's 8. Um, that's actually oh, my number toast. four as well, so. Okay. <laughs> avocado toast. All right. So much avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, Kristen, what's your number three? My number three is A Wrinkle in Time. Avocado toast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, number three. Uh, <laughs> All right, number three, The Little Stranger, which I know was mentioned earlier, but it was mentioned as a... Um, honorable, honorable mention. Uh, My honorable mention. Honorable mention, uh-huh. yeah. I am so excited about this film because it... Uh, first of all, I read the book. The book is terrifying. It is so good. And it's, it's, it's originally written by Sarah Waters. This film is starring Domhnall Gleeson, uh, Ruth Wilson, Will Poulter, and Charlotte Rampling. The director, I don't know who the director is. Lenny Abraham. Oh, who did Room? He is good. Um, he did Room and Frank, which I is oh, one awesome. I don't know why I like as much as I do, but I do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's so the the basic story is that Dr. Faraday is um, a country doctor who used to who uh, one summer got to go to this house in in his village when he was a little boy. And then he grows up and he has all of these wonderful fantasies about this house and how wonderful this house is and about the heirs family who live there. And it develops in a very dark and very gothic and very psychologically supernatural way. It's the book is brilliant and I just can't wait to see what they actually do with this. I think that Domhnall Gleeson is a, is a wonderful casting for this character. Um, as is Charlotte Rampling for uh, she's playing Mrs. Ayers, who's the kind of grandmother of the whole or the mother of the whole family. It looks like the the atmosphere that I would really wish that Winchester was going for. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and the and again, I'm I'm primarily doing this because I loved the book so much, but just the setup from everything that I've seen about this film looks like it is they really are going to do the book properly and and i'm i'm so excited to see what they do with it so that comes out um august 31st 2018 awesome uh kimberly number three uh my number three against my better judgment uh aquaman okay so (laughs) (laughs) and dc just keeps breaking my heart i you know, I have very high expectations going into Justice League, and I believe I nerd-raged about that on here. But I find myself just as excited for this one. I mean, I I love Jason Momoa. I think the cat, his casting in that is great. I'm really excited to see where they continue to take it. Uh, also in the cast, we have Amber Heard, we have Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe. Patrick Wilson, who I love, 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 love. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, directing, we have James Wan, who brings such an interesting aesthetic. I mean, I love what he's done with The Conjuring. Those are some of, I freely admit, those are some of my favorite films. Um, so there, it's, we'll see how it goes. That's all you can say with the DC movies right now. Um, I'll be there. Um, the release date on that is slated December 21st, 2018. I will be there too. And I am optimistic yeah. because it's James Wan. I will yeah, not but be there. I, 
true. I'm okay with All that. All right. <laughs> okay. I will be there for Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm yep. sure my fr- yeah. I say I say I'm not going, but my friend will make me go because she is like you're going. Come on. Exactly. You're I have going. no choice in this matter. Why do you act like you have agency here? I, mean, I know, I know. <laughs> I just get these people into movies for free, and then they like demand I take them to certain movies for free, and I don't know. Right. <laughs> my number three is if Beale Street could talk. Almost made my ten. Did not make. Yeah, it's um, Barry Jenkins' follow-up to Moonlight. He, this film stars Michael Beach, Pedro Pascal, Dave Franco, Tiona Paris, Regina King, Coleman Domingo. It's got a great cast. And it's about a pregnant woman in Harlem whose fiance was arrested for a crime he did not commit. And she's trying to prove his innocence. There's no release date yet, but it is planned on this year. Plan B and Annapurna are... Um, producing, distributing it. So so it'll be out this year. I'm really looking forward to it. I love what Barry Jenkins did with Moonlight. I'm super excited to see more from him. So I will be there whenever it comes to theaters. Kristen, number two. So my number two is on the basis of sex. Is that, is that higher there at all? Go. Yeah. Nope. Okay, nope, so nope. my number two is uh, on the basis of sex. I, I feel... Like, again, the universe is trying to make me happy because of the garbage year that was 2017. So I get a movie about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like, one of the most amazingly courageous women to, to become the, you know, a female member of the Supreme Court. And it's not only starring Army Hammer as her supportive husband, it's also got Justin Thoreau in it. And oh my god, I'm so excited. And it's directed <laughs> it's directed by Mimi Letter, who they let out of director jail because they all watched Yay. The Leftovers and they were like, yes, why is this lady like, not making movies? Oh yeah, movies? we forgot she's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry, but Deep Impact, not a bad movie. Okay, it's not a great movie, but it's not a bad movie. It should not have landed her in director. better than Armageddon. I reserve the right not to comment on that. Um, <laughs> but either way, I am, I need this movie. I need a movie about like a tough lady in government who succeeds because we got screwed last year. And I also needed to have like two hot guys in 1960s outfits, or whatever fucking time period yes. this is, doing hot shit. Okay. Like, do you guys know what the real Martin Ginsburg was like? He cooked all day. You, I get to watch a movie where Army Hammer cooks things. Is he? If he wears an apron, <laughs> I am done. Okay, just like roll me outside, I am dead. <sighs> I cannot wait for this movie. I cannot wait for Army Hammer in 1950s, 1950s yes! clothes. That right, yeah. right, because like we've seen him in 80s clothes, and we've seen him in like ye old timey like fairy tale clothes and we've seen him in like 50s wear if we go with jay edgar so yeah i need i need tweed i need a lot of tweed and a fedora tweed yes definitely a fedora yeah (laughs) mimi letter make it so (laughs) jogging jogging would be great you have two hot men who like to run let them run let them Did run they together. really jog in the fifties? Who the like... fuck cares? It's called inac- It's all. It's called anachronism for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lauren. What's your number two? My number two is Early Man. 
Oh yeah, that the, looks cute. It's it's the new Ardman film, the new Nick Park film coming out on um, January 26, 2018 in the United Kingdom. Not seeing an American release date, but I'm certain it will be at you know within uh, a couple of months after I'm that. I'm pretty sure least. it's March. I just uh, the the awesome. posters are already up at my theater, so it's got to be close. I mean, I've seen uh, a couple of trailers for it so far, so I I'm, I have good I, I have high hopes for it. First of all, I love Ardman Studios. They've never made a film that is like subpar, and this uh, but this is one of those that if it wasn't Ardman, I would be like, eh, I'm not so certain about this, but I'm I'm okay with it. So it's. Uh, it's set at the dawn of time, and it's about a caveman, Doug, who's voiced by Eddie Redmayne, um, along with his pet sidekick and his friend, Guna, who's voiced by Maisie Williams, uh, who unites his his tribe against Lord Newth, Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> and they go into this Bronze Age city to, to save their home. And it just looks adorable and uh, exactly what we need, and I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to see... Tom Hiddleston just ham it up, uh, yes. even in voice acting, mm-hmm. because already just based on the trailers, he seems like he's having a great time with it. And and yeah, I, I trust Nick Park and, and Ardman Studios to produce something that's very funny and very sweet and very heartfelt. And they always do. So yes, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I'm looking forward to it too. My friend is also going to make me go see this because she loves Tom Hiddleston. So <laughs> great. Well, I just, I love the Chicken Run and all those. They're they're yeah. great. So, yeah. Chicken Run. Shaun the Sheep. Mm-hmm. I, I, think I, I think I was, I went to a showing of Shaun the Sheep where I think I was the only adult <laughs> not accompanied by a small child. <laughs> and I sat there and I was just like, this is the cutest thing in the world. And I don't care. I am having a wonderful time. Leave me alone. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, Kimberly, number two. Okay, so my number two, I'm almost kind of embarrassed, and by all, this could very well be a hot mess, but <laughs> um, it's a Star Wars movie, I gotta put it, Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got all the drama, we've got, I mean, but I was gushing about him last night on Twitter, if anybody can come in and pull something out of nothing, it's Ron Howard. Um <laughs> We've got Alden Ehrenreich, who, once again, I'm not sure why, but I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. He's a solid young actor, and I like seeing his work. Paul Bettany's came in late. Um, he's always good. We've got Amelia Clark in a lead role. Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover is probably the best casting they could have done to step into Lando. Um, not too, too much is known about the plot, but they seem to be coasting in on time for their May 25th release date. So we will, uh, see how it continues in the Star Wars universe. The thing that bothers me is that there's so many rumors that Amelia Clark is supposed to be like this great love of Han Solo's life, like her character. And I'm like, um, no, that's Leia. Yeah, that's Leia. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do that. Come on, guys. Yeah. So, no. I mean, I will totally be there and see it. it I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm uh, I don't know. We'll it see worries what me, but the Star Wars movies are always. I will in the never top of my say no to a Star Wars. Yeah, I'll never say no to a Star Wars film. So, um, my number two is Black Panther. We're finally there. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, just already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean come on it's got chadwick boseman michael b jordan lupita nyong'o and andy circus are both 
flesh and blood people in this movie. They're not CGI <laughs> characters. Um, Denai Guerrero, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett. And oh, who's that other person? Oh, yeah. One of my other boyfriends, Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> I love how so. you just threw that in there like we weren't going to know. <laughs> Like, I am so excited for this film. It looks amazing. The The trailer's just, it looks awesome. The Everything about it. It looks gorgeous. It's got an amazing cast. I'm excited to see what Ryan Coogler does with a comic book film, with a Marvel film. I'm excited to see such a huge cast of people of color in such a huge budgeted film. That's, I think this is probably a record setter, although I can't get... Uh, hard data on that yet but I'm excited and I will be there February 16th and 17th and 18th and <laughs> I will probably see this several times I'm really excited so um okay so we're up to number one Kristen what is your most anticipated film of 2018 so it was my most anticipated film of 2017 but it got bumped back so it didn't come out this year it's Annihilation uh, yeah, yeah. Surprise! Um, so I have been excited for this movie since I heard that Alex Garland was going to reteam with Oscar Isaac. And then I read the book and I said, wait, why is Oscar Isaac in this movie? <laughs> because there's no men in this movie. There is a man! I mean, his character does exist in the book, but he's not a central figure. And then I read the script, somebody sent me a copy of the script, and I was like, holy shit. This is gonna be bad. And then it got pushed back to February, and I was like, well, it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm so excited for this. It tells the story of a biologist played by Natalie Portman, who goes into this uh, unknown area with all manner of strangeness um, as a means of finding out what has happened to her husband, who is played by Oscar Isaac. Um, and I will say that the cast and the director give me a lot of hope. I mean, it's, it's, uh, got Natalie Portman, uh, Tessa Thompson, my lady, uh, Gina Rodriguez moving out of uh, Jane the Virgin territory, Jennifer Jason Lee. Like, I, I'm ready to see these ladies kick ass. And the first trailer certainly, uh, second trailer certainly seems like they're going to be. Um, it's directed by Alex Garland. Uh, Ex Machina is one of my favorite movies the year it came out. And I keep saying in Garland we trust. And oh yeah, Oscar Isaac's in it and he looks hot as hell. And he's doing stuff. I don't know what he's doing, but he's going to be doing stuff. <laughs> but I just cannot get over. Like, I watched the second trailer in a theater, and I heard lines, and I saw scenes that were from that script, and I was just like, oh no. So this could be a big, fat bust. I don't think it's going to be like some of the other movies I championed for years that ended up being, like, horrible. But I don't think it's going to be as good as Ex Machina. But either way, it comes out February, I, I believe, 25th. So Martin Luther King weekend, hopefully, hopefully it's good because I've been waiting a year for it. Yeah, I'll be there too. It does look good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Even, I, like, I don't care what the bad press is. I think it looks like a good movie. So I, I'm remaining. It's not a terrible, terrible disaster. I keep saying in Garland, we trust in Oscar Isaac. I trust. I mean, he kind of fucked me over this year, but in 2017, <laughs> But I, I mean, he's got to come back, right? Like he's got to, he's got exactly. two movies coming out next year. Like, yay! Exactly. Hopefully, one of them's good. Well, and like, yeah. Well, and I didn't expect to like Ex Machina, and I was blown away. I was just like, wow, mm -hmm. this is actually really good. Ex so. Machina is so good that it helps me ignore how 
unattractive Oscar Isaac looks in the movie. I'm sorry, <laughs> I am not a fan of his aesthetic in that film, but I ignore that because he's just so damn cute. <laughs> All right. Well, Lauren, whatever could your number one film be? I no one can possibly predict this. Okay. <laughs> yes, my my number one is Ocean's Eight. I am so like deliriously excited about this film. <laughs> yes, I know it's a soft reboot of the Ocean's Eleven trilogy. Um, although it's kind of a spinoff sequel to it. Also, it's because it's uh, Sandra Bullock plays. Debbie Ocean, Danny Ocean's estranged God, sister. God, her parents weren't that who's creative, also, were they? <laughs> <laughs> who is also a criminal. Kate Blanchett is her is her close friend. But I mean, first of all, the cast is spectacular. It just is. Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Rihanna, Helena Bonham Carter, Anne Hathaway, and then way down the list, you get a couple of men who, who include Richard Armitage. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we got some nice nice men to look at also. <laughs> But the two reasons I love this, three reasons, four, is (laughs) I love heist movies, and I think this is either one of the first times I've ever seen a cast that is almost entirely made up of female criminals, female thieves, uh, who are actually going to do a heist. The second reason is Cate Blanchett, who I have an uninhibited crush on, Mm -hmm. and she's amazing. And then also, yeah, I, I actually really love the Oceans films. And even though, you know, we we still have a male director doing this, I wish that they'd gotten a woman to direct it. They should have. Uh, but, have, but having this, like, caliber of actresses in this film together, you know, about um, most of them are over 40. You've got Bullock and Blanchett, who I believe are pushing 50, if they're not over 50 yet. And that's really cool also. They're actually leading these films uh, and actually getting to do badass stuff. They're going to, you know, pull off a heist at New York's Met Gala. That That's just awesome. So I'm so incredibly excited about this. Trailer looks awesome. I, it, you know, it could have gone either way, but it just looks, looks amazing and it will be amazing. So there. I can't wait. That's why it was my number four. So, yep, <laughs> I'll be there too. Kimberly, what is your most anticipated film of 2018? Okay, and I have to go with, once again, I'm going to be unoriginal here. Um, Avengers Infinity War is my Uh number one. This is one that will either be really spectacular or spectacularly bad. Uh, We've known for a number of years, I mean, this is what Avengers, technically Avengers 3, how expansive this movie is going to be. I mean, I'm not even going to read down the cast list, but long story short, if 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 you've been in a Marvel movie before, chances are you're going to be in this one. Uh, we have it being directed by the Russo brothers and written by Marcus and McFeely, who have written all of my previous, the previous Marvel movies who I have enjoyed. And then we are bringing back Josh Brolin as Thanos. It's, there's just, it's, I will freely admit, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, I was not crazy about that trailer. I'm a bit worried, but it's, there's just too much there to like, and it should be, you know, it's going to be big. It's going to be fun. Lots of explosions, a big popcorn film this summer, um, coming out May 4th, 2018. I will say that the trailer played better for me on the big screen than it did when I was just watching it at home on my computer when it was first released. Mm-hmm. So seeing it up on the big screen, I was like, okay, I kind of get this now, and this, I, this doesn't look as bad as I feared. So 
All right, well, that brings me to my number one most anticipated film of 2018, and that is A Wrinkle in Time. Which was my number three film. Yay! Yeah. I first read the book in fifth grade, and I loved it so much. I was such a fan. And the fact that Ava DuVernay is making this film, I'm like, I'm there. I'm so excited. It's got yeah. Chris Pine. It's got Storm Reed, Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine, Oprah Winfrey, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, <laughs> Mindy Kaling, Chris Pine. Like, <laughs> 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 I am so excited. I will be seeing it March 9th. I it's Disney, so I'll probably get to see it early, but I will still be seeing it March 9th. I'm I'm excited. I just I love this story so much. It. It's, um, I, you know, I always was a big reader as a kid, but this was the first book I read that was like in the fantasy sci-fi genre, which I loved in film because I was like a huge Star Wars fan growing up and everything. But this was like the first real fantasy novel that I read. So it just unlocked this whole new world of books for me. So I'm excited to see it play out on the big screen. And that's that. So female director and female screenwriter. Right. Yes. Yes. Right? Jennifer yeah. Lee is doing the screenplay and she, she wrote Frozen. So she did write Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, this was this is my number 3 and I am that I haven't read the book so I don't have the connection to it, but oh, okay. I I watched that first trailer and I was just in love with how it looks. That's easily one of the best trailers of the year. I think I said that when we talked briefly about best trailers mm-hmm. of the year and I am so excited. Again, yeah, as Karen pointed out, it's got Google about the Raw and Chris Pine, like, playing a couple. I, I'm, I, I'm anticipating being dead by the end of, the, uh, by the end of 2018 <laughs> with, like, all the things that Hollywood is gifting me that I love. Exactly. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be a good year. I really think 2018 is going to try to correct course correct some of the the problems we've had in the last two years and I'm excited to see how it all plays out so any final thoughts I'm ready to see all I'm done with 2017 even though I have all my movies but I'm ready to see all my boys doing hot stuff in 2018 like I'm ready yep Sounds good. A bit, another big Donald Gleason year for me. So look, looking, looking forward exactly. to seeing what we get exactly. Here. Like if <laughs> Oscar Isaac can come out from whatever like rock he's been hiding under all. I know he had a baby. I don't care. Okay, like he needs to be making <laughs> movies so that I can be happy. So that's all I want. All I want is for him to make something good that I love. And yeah, that's all. I'm very eager to please. Okay. Dang, all he has to do. Dang it, Hollywood, <laughs> just take our money. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Just take my money. That's all I want. Yep. And I'd like to forget that there's a Sicario 2 coming out next year. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we do oh, not God. need to talk about that. <laughs> Fuck that movie. We're talking most <laughs> anticipated, not the other uh, movie. I'm anticipated yeah. being upset. <laughs> <laughs> the, film, the films that should not be made. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's it's really exciting to see that we're going into another year where there are a lot of films coming from women, from people of color. Like, it's just, it's really exciting to see some of the big names that are, that are being attached to some of these films. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to what's in store and to some of the changes that are going to start to happen as a result of the fallout from what we've been talking about over the last couple of months. So, 2018 is going to be a good year. 
So, all right. Well, that wraps it up for this edition of Citizen Dame. As always, if you like what you hear, please, 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 please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you can write a review. We'd also love that. But ratings, please give us just a you know quick rating that takes almost none of your time. And it helps us out a lot. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Citizen Dame Pod. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Citizen Dame. You can find the podcast on iTunes as well as Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and all kinds of other places where podcasts are caught. Kristen, where can they find you? You can opine with me about good-looking men on Twitter at uh, journeys underscore film. And Lauren? I'm at LH Business. And Kimberly? At KPierce624. And I am at Karen M. Peterson. So, as always, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing more from you in 2018. Bye! I was cheated by you, and I think you know when. Look at me now Will I ever learn? I don't know how But I suddenly lose control There's a fire within my soul Come on, girl! Just one look and I can hear a bell ring I've never felt closer to my mom She wasn't scared Because she had me Mama Mia can't tell anybody else about the baby, okay? I just told Bill. Yeah, and I told Harry. I told many, many people. Whoa, mama mia, here I go again. Let's get the party started. Grandma, you weren't invited. That's the best kind of party, little girl. I should not have let you go.